Welcome to Love, Sex, and Relationships with the Professor and Professor T. Love. And tonight we are going to talk about being a caretaker in a relationship. We're going to be referencing an article from Huff Post. And the title of the article is, Are You a Taker or a Caretaker in Your Relationship? And we're going to go into detail about that. So I'm going to start with talking about what a taker is. Because um, many of us have different ideas of what a taker is. So a taker is someone who pretty much, in this, in, based on this particular article, is someone who surrenders their emotions or feelings, love, everything. And they basically give it to someone else to make them happy. They look to that person for happiness and they place all the responsibility on that particular person. And a caretaker would be the person who they abandon their feelings and their needs and they take care of someone else. So these two people are almost... Um, it seems like they're a match because one is taking and the other one is taken care of. So it, it, it would appear that it would be a perfect match. But in essence, it's not because what both of those parties are doing is they're surrendering their happiness to each other and making the other person responsible. And one is going to be placed with more of, of the burden of making someone responsible. And sometimes we have to look into our own past and how our relationships have gone and how things have happened. And we can look and see if there were times we were a taker or a caretaker. What do you think about T Love? What um, do you think about that? Well, you know you know, we, we do a little have confusing. To look, yeah, it's a, it's 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 um you know, you have to look at what you are in the relationship. You have people that you know, a lot of times there's not mutual exchange, meaning that the roles can reverse. You know, like, you know, whenever you're down, someone is, you know, you know, kind of taking care of you in a sense like, you know, making, you know, cheering you up or um, supporting you or, you know, just letting you know things are going to be okay, you know. And or you doing the same thing for someone that's in that position where they're feeling down and you tell them, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, I support you. You know, don't worry. You know, you're going to get through this. But sometimes we may end up in relationships where people, they take. That's all they do is take. And... <clears throat> And if they see that you're willing to give, meaning give over yourself to them and always be there to bandage their wounds, but when it comes to when you need some nurturing or some love, they're just totally absent. So, right. So we have to be conscious of that because as women, I don't care if you're gay or straight, as women, we tend to be caretakers. A lot of us are care. I'm not saying we don't have no takers out there, but... Normally, we are caretakers. You know, we want to make sure that you're okay. You know, that, you know, you're going to make it through. You know, you can lean on my shoulder. But sometimes that's to our detriment. Because there are times when roles can reverse where we're the ones that need some nurturing. And we find that the people we've been nurturing all along, they're not interested in nurturing you. So we definitely have to be conscious of that. Right. And I want to add on to the part where you said there are those people that are um, takers, those those people who place all of this um, burden on you. And remember, we even in one one of the shows, we talked about narcissists. Right. And that is that would become even harder for the caretaker. Because like you said, most women are caretakers. That's meaning right. that we have a natural instinct in in us and it, whether it's a lot or a little it doesn't matter but most of us are built with a natural instinct to be there for someone to care to nurture to help to to make them grow and if you're dealing with someone who is a narcissist or, or any kind of personality disorder such as that 
that it it becomes more of a painful and drawn out process for you, draining you mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, and even spiritually. So a lot of times we have to really, yeah, we have to really look at that. And we have to realize what that caretaker is in us. Okay, if we're a caretaker, a lot of times that means we surrender ourselves. And that's usually what happens to a lot of women once they have children and even once they get married or get in a long term relationship. There's a part of us that will will put our feelings aside or what we need aside in the hopes that whoever we're in a relationship with, our partner, our lover, our husband, our wife, um, our mate, our children, we're hoping that if we give them everything they need, they'll give they'll give us everything we need. And a lot of times that does not happen. That's right. You know, or we give them everything that they wanted, they'll give us everything we need. And we have to look at that statement. If I give you everything, and that that came from waiting to exhale. Angela Bassett talked to Whitney. She said, right. "I thought if I gave, I, I gave him everything, everything. That, everything. Right. I, I, I thought if I gave him everything that he needed, he would give me everything that I needed." And and what happens in that is we place an expectation, and we feel that there's going to be a limit, or they're not going to need as much. And we, we think that what they really, what we're giving them is something that they really need. A lot of times it's not what they need, it's what they want. Right. And we're so busy fulfilling their wants that we forget about ourselves. And they, they, don't, they don't give us anything that we want or need. Right. What they'll do is they'll give us tablespoons of that. They'll give right. us enough crumbs off the table so that we won't totally starve. But we are emaciated. We can still function, and we're still drained, but we, we're not getting everything that we need. And that's where we have to be careful, because when we get involved with someone, we forget about ourselves. We forget about our needs. We forget about our desires, our hopes, and our dreams, hoping that our partner would give us, and that's trouble with a caretaker, because we are thinking that I'll give them everything that they, they're going to help me become happy. That's just right. like a taker, right? Just like a taker does the opposite. I'm gonna make them responsible for my happiness because they gotta do everything that I want and that I need. And happiness starts from where? Within. It has nothing to do with anyone else. That's where happiness starts. It starts from within first. It does it, not start by empowering someone else, saying, "Hey, you do this, and I'm gonna be happy," or well, "I need this to be happy." What do you think of that? Well, you know, like I said, like, you know, they say takers and caretakers have a way of finding each other, right? Mm -hmm. Takers easily spot other takers and often don't like them. (laughs) And they like caretakers, okay? Mm -hmm. Because a taker is not going to go to another taker. Because you know why? They're both in it for the same thing. But mm-hmm. takers look for caretakers, and caretakers, they like caretakers, but caretakers, they say, often enjoy other caretakers. But since takers are often, let's, 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 let's hear this, it says here, often takers are charismatic people. Like and those are the ones that pursue caretakers. <laughs> so they're the type that they will, that, that they will, you know, they will go out of their way to impress you, but that's a cover because they, they, you know, they, they put on a charm and you know what I'm saying? They make it seem like that they, they all that in that piece of apple pie a la mode, but they have a target though. And they pursue caretakers. And a lot of times they say that chemistry between takers and caretakers can be more intense than between two caretakers. Okay? When you, when I say two caretakers, basically you both take care of each other, which is pretty ideal. But a lot of times those that are takers, they often go out of their way to impress, they target people that are caretakers. And that mm-hmm. and, and and you won't know that until you got hit. Like 
for you know you go on the, you're pretty much in a honeymoon stage with them because they go out of their way to try to impress the hell out of you but then as time goes on you really start finding what they all about and their personality and what you find out they're a bunch of butts sometimes they, they can be a bunch of blood suckers meaning that they'll suck the life out of you and you have to be emotionally meaning suck the life out of you emotionally because they're so busy wanting you to take care of them and they figure if they give you a few things and you know and, and it could be minor things but to you it might be a big deal but they figure if they give you a couple of things that'll hide the fact that really emotionally they robbing you what you think right I, I think I have um, I have to agree that most most um, takers are charismatic. Most narcissists are charismatic. They have a certain amount of appeal and excitement about them. You know, that's almost like some people would say a bad boy, a bad boy and a good girl, or a good boy and a bad girl. The whole concept is someone is more exciting. You know, you won't have that with someone who is... Um, you won't you won't have that with someone who is uh, both I don't want to say I'll just say use I'll use conservative at this time someone who is a lot more conservative so you'll have that person who may not look as exciting so that's why two caretakers may not always get together they may later on in life but in the beginning they usually don't so it's, it's the charismatic personality that draws each person in because everybody wants that little bit of excitement, you know, and they'll put a lot of effort into that. They'll go and be like, oh, okay, this is, he does this or she does that. And, you know, they make you feel like this. And, and it's a full sense of happiness. Right. It's a full sense of feeling good. Because it's only temporary. They can't maintain that. That's the problem. If they could maintain that, then things would be a, a little different. Everything would be more in a positive light. Right. But remember, those takers can't, they can't maintain the, the flash and the cash. No, they can't. Because they figured that you should be, you, you should be, um... Um, they can't maintain it because they figure what they've given you in the beginning should be enough. And it's not. No, it's not because it's not even enough for them in the beginning. Right. That's the problem. It's not even enough for that, them in the beginning. So they give you all of that. They make you feel something. They make you believe something. And then they can't maintain it. And then the, the, the caretaker doesn't get what they need. But sometimes when you're so deep, you know, you, you're so deep in, you can't see the forest from the trees. You don't even realize the emotional neglect that is now building up in you. Right. The emotional neglect where you, you feel less than, you don't want to, you all these things. Right. Right. And it's like, you know, and, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I'm saying like, <clears throat> There is, there is emotional neglect because what, what you've done is you, you're thinking that, <clears throat> you know, why you feel like you're robbed, especially if you're a caretaker, because you're mm -hmm. really not getting the best from them. They're only giving you uh, what they feel is sufficient enough for you, what they think is sufficient for you, but at the end of the day, it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? And not saying mm -hmm. that as a caretaker, you need all this attention. It's not that. It's just that you know that emotionally you're being robbed. And Correct. whatever they're giving you, they think it's enough for you. But if you don't say, you know, if you always give that impression that, you know, I'm good, I'm good, you know, um, you know I'm all right, I'm all right. And you don't talk about... <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> you don't talk about how you feel. Because I mm -hmm. find a lot of times we blow off things. And that's the opportunity for us to talk about how we feel. I feel like I'm, I'm being neglected. I feel like, you know, um, um, you know, I feel like, you know, you're not paying attention to me. You know, um, 
And I'm not saying that there's not moments where people are sad for whatever reason. You know, because there's a lot of reasons why people can be sad. But I think as a caretaker, you have to speak up. You have to say, you know what, that's not sufficient for me. You know what I'm saying? This is what's going on with me. You know, because mm-hmm. when you're a caretaker, you there's a lot of energy put into being a caretaker. I'm not saying there's not, not a lot of energy put into being a taker. But caretakers put out a lot of energy. And a lot of times there's disappointment because they're not getting that back. Well, that's well. You're absolutely right on that. But a lot of the problems with um, a caretaker is sometimes they may not know they're a caretaker, right. and you know they could also be um, an emotional caretaker, meaning that they're always there trying to fix someone else's um, emotions, feelings, and everything. And in turn, they wind up sacrificing their own well-being, their own mental health, their own uh, emotional stability. And a lot of times they have to look at that. And sometimes you can limit it. I mean, because if you're a caretaker naturally, you may not be able to get a, get rid of that. And that's okay. But you may have to learn to put limits on it and learn how to say no. And speaking up for yourself, but you have to recognize that you're being depleted. And that's where the problem is. Like, and, and a lot of times, my biggest thing for anybody is before you step into a new relationship, you should learn and, and look at what happened in the old relationship and right. be brutally honest with yourself. Meaning, look at what you did to contribute to either the success or failure of the relationship. Whether you broke up with a person or they broke up with you, really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what did, what was my part that I played? If the person cheated or if the person lied, okay, well, did I tolerate too much for them to, to, and gave them a, a pass or gave them incentive to go ahead and cheat or to steal? Did I, did I, you know, if, did I let them hang out too much? Did I not care about who their friends were? Or did I not speak up? Because sometimes those things can play a role. And I won't even say it's a major contributing factor, but sometimes it can set a tone. Right. If, if someone is out and they got too many, they got too many boyfriends that they're hanging out with, or they got too many girlfriends that they're hanging out with, and you don't know any of these girlfriends you ain't never met them they make taking secret phone calls and secret texts and things like that that may be sending a message that you you know you know you don't really care so they're gonna keep doing it so the question is what did you do in that relationship that contributed to something that's what i'm saying be brutally honest with yourself and sometimes the best way to do is sit down write the pros and cons of yourself and what happened in that relationship on a piece of paper. No one has to see it. That could be just for your own FYI. So that when you get in a new relationship, you can understand your own limits and triggers. You can understand. And you can start placing new boundaries, expectations, and standards. Okay, because that's important. If you if you always sat down and chanted or went to church and now you got a new person and they party in 24 hours trying to keep you out, or if you was a person who was studying or, or running a business and the person is not supportive of that, then you don't know your limit. You you letting them get away with a lot and that right. and they're throwing you off or they're not respecting that this is what you did. Right. What do you think about those? That I comment. Think, I think that's very important. You pointed that out because I feel it's important that as individuals that we continue to do what we've normally done. Meaning that, you know, I know that when you're getting in a relationship, sometimes things change. Sometimes, you know, you hanging out as much with your friends might change a little bit. But I think in terms of like if you was always going to church, why would you stop mm-hmm. going to church? just because you were a new person. I think it's important that when you meet somebody, 
they know what you about that you go to church that you're involved mm-hmm. like if you say like um you have your business that you running your mm-hmm. business like you mm-hmm. know i have my radio station you have your um uh, um counseling and you have real estate and you have your toy business why would you stop doing that because you you know you now meeting with somebody and all of a sudden now you're going to change everything that you're doing um and and and, and in fact they're not even really helping or contributing <laughs> to, to you know you know where i'm going with this they're not even <laughs> contributing <laughs> and i know you laughing but you know what i'm talking about sis. and you know that only have to be that could be for anybody that you know they're not really helping you they, they might be in fact they may um they may turn around and criticize what you're doing not trying to understand what you're doing but already got a critique about what you're doing and to me i think that's i think that's a, that's send, that's sending you a signal right there in the beginning not even when you before you even get really deeply involved with them that's letting you know what kind of person they are and then that means that they only want to talk about what they doing they're not really interested in in what and what you're doing it's like me i go to church i've been going to church you know i'm seeing somebody right now but i'm not gonna stop going to church because i'm seeing them I'm not going to stop playing in the band because I'm seeing them. I'm not going to stop um, doing my radio programs because I'm seeing them. You understand what I'm saying? Just like I wouldn't want them to stop going on their grind, working double shifts to try to make some money, you know, to take care of themselves. In fact, that's, shoot, the more you grind, the more money that is for me, you know, when you take me out. You understand what I'm saying? So why would you change all of that? You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm a caretaker with my mother, you know, so I'm not going to stop doing what I have to do for my mother just because you in the picture. To me, I'm looking to see whether you understand me too. You understand what's going on around me. You understand what I'm doing. And um, a lot of times you could get with a, and if you don't look for these signals, you may get yourself wrapped up with a person that thinks that you are to- you're supposed to totally envelope yourself with them. What you think? Well, I think that we on Front Street, but I'm going to say that um, <laughs> I agree with you on how this is I think we just drove on Front Street and we're about to go on the highway on Front Street. But right. I also, I agree. And I think that's what happens a lot of times in a relationship. That's what happens with people a lot. You know, you can meet someone and you are doing something that you've always done, you know, and for whatever reason, your business, your education or your schooling or whatever activity you had allowed you to meet this person and brought that person to you. That's right. And now all of a sudden, that very activity that you did or job or business or whatever is now a problem for that person. Right. You know, but yet that person may not be doing anything to replace it or help grow it or whatever. Right. Change it. Right. You know, and in their attempt to say, hey, you know, I don't like this business or whatever for you, they wind up tearing you down in the process. And that's where the problem comes in because we must learn, we must set boundaries on what we will allow someone to say or not to say and also people have to learn just like we were talking about how to break up with someone we must learn how to talk everyone has feelings and emotions that's right okay we don't know what is someone is going through what they're experiencing what is occurring at that present point in time that has made them feel uncomfortable or even unsafe we can't go by what we think someone is going to do or not do because we may not be in that situation. That's right. So it is uh-huh. not for us to determine, hey, this is this is the way it is. It's right and you're wrong. Or I'm right and you're wrong. No, 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 and no. Everyone has their own feelings, opinions, thoughts, emotions, fears, desires, happiness levels. Everyone has that. And we, no one can say that what a person is experiencing 
facing or what situation that they're in is wrong or right. We can never say, oh, well, you know what? That, that's not as bad as you say. Oh, no, that person would never do this. You don't know shit. <laughs> because you're not there. That's right. And if you're not there, then shut up. Absolutely. And sit your ass down somewhere. That's right. And understand that each person goes through each thing on their own. One can't deny that. I mean, that is that to me has been something that I've been experiencing. I think that's this week's uh, mandrum or something. Is that the word? I'm not sure. I gotta look it up. But it's almost like that's what's been happening. People are always telling other people how they should feel and it's not as bad and then the so-and-so not gonna do this. You don't know jack shit. Cause your ass ain't there. You are not in that person to understand their feelings, emotions, or anything. So how dare you say a person does not feel a certain thing? Right. You you are not there. You don't know what they went through. You don't know how they what what they're experiencing. You don't even know what trauma they how they handled trauma previously that would make them feel a certain way, unsafe, unsecure. Right. Because words don't mean shit. Action is everything. Action definitely. Exactly, and too many people are too quick to tell everybody how they should and should not feel. I've, I've been getting that a lot this this week. <laughs> I've been getting that a whole lot this week, and it's, it's always from people with testicles. It's never oh, wh- from people uh-oh. with ovaries. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know shit, because you don't know how I feel. Because you don't have no ovaries. When you get a sex, let me know. Well, you know, like I said, <laughs> you have to let people know, male or female, regardless of the relationship, you have to let people know how you feel. Because if you don't, then you're always going to be roadkill. You know what I'm saying? Meaning that you're going to always be putting your feelings to the side. Because you're afraid you might insult somebody, you know. Now, if now, from what I understand, you know, they say that caretakers believe if they're they're selfish if they take care of themselves instead of caretaking others, and they don't believe they deserve to take care of themselves, that they have to earn love, and it's not that they don't know how to love themselves, that they don't believe they have the right to love themselves. Unless they are alone and no one needs them, and I disagree. Oh, wait with a minute! That. Be- wait a minute! Before you, before you go any further, I want to jump yeah. on something you said. Yeah, I want to add something to where you you mentioned that someone should tell the person. Make sure you tell the person if you're in a relationship with someone and someone is struggling or trying very hard to tell you how they're feeling. Then do me a favor. If they're telling you, be a good person and don't be a dumbass and listen to what they're saying that's what I wanted to say because that's important just like somebody should tell if you're if you're the one being told then you right. need to shut up and listen that, I agree and, and that's that's very okay I just important. wanted to add that I apologize no 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 I that's, apologize that's, no I think that's important <laughs> that you mention that because it's not about it's not about you responding to what they say it's about you listening. And I'm going to tell you, 95% of your relationship, 100% of your relationship is listening. Because sometimes they just want to vent. Sometimes people just want to vent. And mm-hmm. they need, some, need to bounce whatever's going on um, in their mind or in their heart off of you. And it's not for you to take it personal. It's just something that they may be dealing with at the moment and they just need somebody to, to, to listen listen to. They need to be listened to. And I agree with you, you need to just be quiet. Just let them talk, let them get it out of their system. Let them have their time, which I call grieving. And a lot of times we, we attempt to put a band-aid even in times of grieving. Grieving doesn't necessarily have to be death. Grieving could be the loss of, of a relationship Grieving could be You know You being upset about a rela- You know what's going on In your relationship 
grieving can be a whole bunch of things. Grieving can also be that you might have lost a job or something. But the point of the matter is, when you're grieving, a lot of times people just want somebody to listen to them. Not necessarily give a solution or put a band-aid on it. They just want you to listen to them. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you, you know, you brought that up. No, because that's, to me, that's very important. Yes, people should talk, but other people should listen. And they should listen to respond, not listen to react. There right. is a major difference. If you listen to respond, you are, no, if you listen to react, you are in defense mode. You are trying to protect yourself. You are trying to guard yourself. And your objective is to win at any cost. You are not concerned with the other person's feelings or emotions or what they're trying to express uh, express, and express to you. Because your objective is to rule, win, conquer, and destroy whatever their thoughts and feelings are. But when you listen to respond. That means you have taken in the information that has been given to you and you have taken the time to analyze it and come up to a compromising solution. Okay, and that is what a relationship is about. You don't sit up there to, to listen to react so that you can win and, and make your point. Because a lot of times when you make your damn point, you gotta have a reason. What That's what right. what is making your point for? Is that to make the person change? Now if you don't know why you're trying to make a point and you just making a point just to make a point just to make a point, <laughs> then actually you've lost. You know why? Because now you've caused emotional damage to the person you've even damaged your own relationship right because all you needed to do was make a point but you don't even have a reason for making a point because you had to make a point to make a point so you won but you really lost because you may lose that person behind that that's right that's right and that's where that is that's pretty deep so that's why I'm saying with this when we're dealing, you know, when we're being a care caretaker, we have to watch out for a, a few things because caretakers can wind up being emotionally abused in a relationship. Yes. Okay. You know, that's why we have to know our triggers. And even sometimes if you don't know your triggers, maybe you need to seek professional help. You know, a lot of people run away from the idea and the thought of, you know, therapists or, you know, relationship coaches or personal coaches or, you know, someone to talk to. But there's actually nothing wrong with it. Because what a therapist, if you really think about what a therapist is, you know, some of them may not say anything because they'll just ask you certain questions. But the idea of them is they usually are non-biased. Sometimes when you go to the wrong person, go to your friend or something, they may, they may tell you information based on, you know, or response based on their own personal thing that goes against your belief. But you have a therapist, they're going to open certain doors for you mentally and emotionally to help right. you see on. Okay? And, and another thing for a caretaker it's important for you to realize like you said most caretakers don't take care of themselves you gotta you come first that's right and it's important that's right you should always come first you know what I'm saying and and you know you should you should you should you should always know when to say no because the, the thing about a caretaker is that they don't know when to say no you know, and you know, you can you know, occasionally sacrificing for others is okay, but it becomes a problem when it's habitual or it's detrimental to your own health and happiness. Meaning that you're always taking care of them, but it comes at a cost of your health and your happiness. 
to me, that's that sucks. You know what I'm saying? That means all you doing is making yourself sick, going overboard, and and still and robbing yourself emotionally. You know, because you feel you must help this person. And by you always helping them, you're trying to avoid feelings of rejection or they're rejecting me or insecurity. You know what I'm saying? Meaning we're investing too much of our happiness in that person. And that means that we don't really, that means we, we don't love ourselves if we're doing that. You should always come first and if you're the type that's very empathetic because caretakers takers are empathetic people they they are um, very sensitive and um you know you you have to always develop if you got things to do you know they might be you know somebody needs you you know they don't need you right at that moment that doesn't mean <laughs> drop everything and go running you understand what I'm saying? Oh, you know, you know, oh, I need you right now. Can you do this for me? No. I got I got stuff to do. And I'm gonna take care of my business first. You know, because it lets you it lets them know that you're not a pushover, number one, and number two, you got you know, you taking care of your stuff. You understand? Cause at the end of the day, the bills gotta get paid, the rent gotta get paid. And I understand you might be going through, but I got some stuff to do. I got shit to do, okay? And we can, mm-hmm. you and I can convene on whatever's going on with you. We, you know, we'll pick a time to talk, but it ain't gonna be right now. I'm not saying that you should diss them and say, well, you know, your, your feelings are not important. It's not that. It's just that caretakers have this thing where they'll put everything they have to do aside, and I mean everything. You understand? And you have to be careful of that. You know what I'm saying? Because you can be in love with somebody and there's nothing wrong with being in love. You understand what I'm saying? But you have to make sure you take care of what you need to take care of first. Whatever's going on with them is going on with them. And that's what it is. And sometimes we have to understand as caretakers, maybe that's something they need to go through. It's not for you to be bandaging their their, their wounds or or you know, um, using alcohol to clean up the blood. No. Uh-uh. Maybe they need to go through that. Maybe they need to feel those bumps. You know what I'm saying? It's not for you to shield people from feeling the bumps of life. Absolutely. But the thing is, most of us need to learn how to to, to take care of ourselves. Because I noticed um, you mentioned taking care of the bills. I don't... I don't I, Hopefully you'll be responsible enough to do stuff like that. Right. But I think it's important that you take care of yourself emotionally. Right. Meaning to start off small. Meaning take the time to maybe pray. Even if it's five minutes a day. If you never prayed before, you never meditated, or you never took quiet time to yourself, at least take five minutes a day to do that. And then eventually move up to 10, 15, 20, and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Also, or take the time to get your nails done, if that's what you need. That's right. Read a book. Right. Because those things are just as important, and it will teach you how to incorporate that in your everyday life. And when I say if you start off small, that'll help you. Because you're not losing much. Because you have to take care of yourself. And the best way to know why it's important or why you should take care of yourself first is think about it. Whenever you go on an airplane and they do the demonstration, they always tell you to put the mask on yourself first. Right. Then put it on the child or whoever the elderly next to them. They tell you to put it on yourself first. And the reason why they tell you to put it on yourself first is because if you're dead, how can you help anybody? That's true. <laughs> that makes sense. The mask is gonna, yeah, the mask is going to help keep you alive. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything for the kid. That's if right. the kid got it on first, because the kid is not going to know how to help you. Right. The, the kid can't help you. Or if, they, or if the person's disabled or elderly or something like that, they can't help you. Right. 
then it may be too late for you to get the mask on first. So you put the mask on first, then you can gather your thoughts because you got the oxygen or whatever going into you. So now you can see your adrenaline is pumping, it's getting set, and now you can help out. You can help other people get to get to the end and, 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 and save more lives. But if you don't if you don't feed yourself first, then you can't feed anybody else. You can't help anybody. You can't do anything for anybody else. And that's what it's all about. Okay? But starting off with little things like that are very important. Because when you're emotionally caught up with someone else, you don't take care of yourself. You don't um, help yourself. You know, you have... Yeah, you... Go ahead. And like I said... You, you know, people are entitled to have a bad day. <laughs> they really are. And, you know, you, you, you want to be sensitive to that, but they're entitled to have a bad day. And you have to give people space to have a bad day. Hey, but you also like you said you have to do things to take care of yourself that's right whether it's drinking you know drinking glasses of water even getting a full eight not maybe if you can't get a full eight hours worth of sleep but at least get seven sleep right. deprivation really does affect people people don't realize that they be like oh i got four hours of sleep oh no i can live no you can't that affects your brain because your brain needs the oxygen your body needs to rest so getting seven hours, at least getting seven hours or more of sleep a night will help you. It'll change your disposition. Even if you, and even laughing every day. That's right. Find, finding humor in something. Taking an, taking an hour or take a few seconds to stretch. People, right. People underestimate the power of stretching. That's right. You know, and like I said, if you don't have anyone that you feel comfortable enough to talk to, or you're not ready to talk to a therapist or personal coach or something like that, list all your worries and issues on a on a piece of paper. I remember one time there was um, someone that came up with an idea, and I and I now incorporate that in my life, where it's a jar that I keep. And inside the jar are little pieces of paper on what I am thankful for. Yes. Every day. I put right. in one little piece every day. What am I thankful for? That's because right. that's important. That's that's all part of helping you. You know, that's why I said pre-schedule self-care. I, you know, 30 minutes uh, to get your nails done or whatever the time is. That's listen right. to more music. You can listen to a bowl of soul for some fantastic music to help calm your nerves. That's right. You <laughs> and take care of yourself emotionally. I know it calms me down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's these little things. And that's true. You it's know, like you, you got to have like activities. Like for me, mm -hmm. like what calms me down, um, I like to read. I like to be on my computer. I like to work on my business or... I like to, you know, I'm a professional musician, so I play music. So, um, or, you know, I like to, um, my thing is, I do yoga as well, and that calms me down, and it helps me get centered um, emotionally and spiritually, as well as, you know, I enjoy water. Like the other day, I give an example. Um, I went to City Island. And I wanted, you know, I had this thing in my mind. I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna take myself out on a date. All right. And That's good, nice. That's you know, a good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Let's explore that. That's a great concept. Hey. Yes. I'm taking myself out on a date. And I went out, caught the bus, cause it's not far from me. It's like 10 minutes from where I live. And I took myself out on a date. Went to Tony's, and I got me some shrimps and whatever got me a nice little little set and I sat outside because it was a beautiful day on Tuesday and it was bright and sunny and I just wanted to be near the water and feel the sunshine mm -hmm. feel the rays of the, these, these that things sounds nice right these things that, that we really do I, take for granted okay while we're above yes ground, you understand and I go out mm -hmm. and because I'm the type of person you know I'm a caretaker myself 
and I'm a caregiver as well. And the way I try to distress, um, distress also by talking, but I also distress by having some me time, okay? And me time is very important. I don't have no problem taking myself out on a date, even if I go get blitzed, if I go get a drink, <laughs> you understand? And, um, you know, I'll go hang out and just to clear my thoughts, just to get out there in the air. I like water. You know, I'm not able to go on vacation just yet, but usually around this time I'm down in South Beach, you know, and I'm on the beach chilling with a mojito and sitting and looking at the beautiful, what? that's right, looking at the Atlantic Ocean and just getting my little beach on. But, you know, that's all right. The closest oh. I'm going to get to a beach this year is going to be City Island or Orchard Beach. So, but my point is, you have to take time for yourself, you know, because, there, you know, a, a lot of us as women, and I'm sure with some men too, that there are men that are caretakers too, and caregivers, you know, there's a lot of energy that you expend, and if you're the type of person that's very take charge, you know, I'm a very take charge person, but I also know I have to back off of myself too. And I have to let that energy dissipate. And the way that you let the energy dissipate, well, you know, you can let energy dissipate when you have good sex. Let's just clap for that. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, you know, pleasuring yourself too. Um, uh, make sure one. you go to Pearls of Black. That's right. Get them damn toys. Hallelujah. Get, um, get and, some additional um, bedroom accessories. <laughs> that's right. That's what you I know. like to call them. Yes, pleasure right. products, Let bedroom know, accessories. I, I can't stand the term adult toys because right, everybody right, thinks right. it's a dildo. I don't know why people think that all day, but that's another story. Listen, so go ahead. That, listen, <laughs> you know, but all I'm going to say is you have to find ways <laughs> to dissipate the energy. And um, when I say pleasure yourself, it's not just sexual. Pleasuring yourself, meaning do things that stimulate your mind. I think it's very important that you stimulate your mind even takers stimulate your mind you understand what i'm saying other people are not there to stimulate your mind all the time you have to stimulate your mind just as caretakers have to stimulate their minds and not depend on other people to always stimulate that mind and that could be a hobby or that could be again you know you reading a book or you going to a function or you going, like, sometimes I will go out myself. I will go go hang out and go dance. I don't need to bring nobody with me. If I find that the people that I've invited can't go, I'm going to take my butt myself. I'm going to go myself and enjoy myself because I like the atmosphere. I like the energy. I've always been that type of person. And I think when mm -hmm. we get in relationships sometimes, we forget about the things that make us happy, like stuff like that. So I think it's important that you maintain your your individuality, your individuality as much as possible. You know, if that person is not able to go with you and go hang out, find some other people and go yourself, you know, and enjoy yourself. But always do something to help you de-stress from whatever it is that you are thinking about or or that you're doing. Sometimes if we got too much time on our hands and we keep thinking constantly on the same thing that can cause a problem for us and again as caretakers we figure we gotta take you know we're like Superman we gonna take all the bullets and bombs and everything but there are days we cannot take the bullets and the bombs and sometimes we might want to unleash some bullets and bombs too hopefully not in a negative way you understand because sometimes when you internalize stuff too much then it can become detrimental because then what you find out is that you're imploding instead of exploding. So it's important that you articulate your needs. You articulate what it is that you want to do. It's not that you don't you love somebody any less. It's just that it's very important that you restore yourself. Whether that's takers or caretakers. Always restore yourself. But don't always look for other people to restore you all the time. Some people can restore you, I'm not saying that. But there has to be other things that give you restoration. When you do yoga, yoga nidra is about relaxation. It's about restoration. 
and it's about you calming your mind down and restoring the mind, the spirit, the physical. That's what it is. It's about restoration. And restorate, even when you go to sleep, make sure you go to bed at a decent time where you can get enough hours of sleep. Because we all expend a lot of energy. And if we are not caring for ourselves in a way, in a way of like what you said earlier about exercise, drinking water, meaning like doing other things that stimulate the mind, going to sleep, getting rest. I, listen, I can't tell you how important it is to go to bed. And I'm not <laughs> saying, and I'm not trying to be stodgy or anything, but I find that when we reach a certain age in our life, we get less sleep, especially middle age. I don't know what that's about, but what I find is if you on vacation, ain't nothing wrong with you sleeping in and getting nine hours of sleep. Cause guess well, you know what? what? I want I want to add something to that. Yeah. A lot of times you mentioned a very good point. This is this is this is the professor's health tip. Um, when we we when we get older, it is a little more difficult for us to uh, get a full eight hour or nine hours of sleep. Because if you notice, when a lot of people get older, they complain of things about sciatic nerves. Um, sciatic nerve pain they also talk about um poor circulation things like that so sometimes um it's important on how we lay down in bed right. like most of us or a lot of or a majority of us may lay on our stomach and you, you got your leg up but the best way to get the best possible sleep is to lay flat on your back because when you lay flat on your back and keep Keep your spine as straight as possible. That is the best way of circulating. That is the best form of circulating your blood as you sleep. Right. You may need to invest in a certain amount of pillows or getting a firm mattress that would help with the circulation in our blood, because um, in our in our circulatory system, our blood system, because that is one of the major problems. As we get older, we're a lot more stationary. So our blood does not circulate through the body like it needs to do. And there's proper ways of getting and helping you get sleep. You can also buy lavender. That is a uh, great way of getting, because lavender is very calming and soothing. Um, there's a couple of plants that help in your, your in, in sleeping. They have a lavender plant. Um, certain plants because plants will generate um, fresh air and oxygen. You may also need to invest in an air filter and purify the air because that will help you get a better night's sleep. Right. One of the best things is put all those electronic devices away. Yes. Charge them in the kitchen. Yes. Okay. Reduce the amount of electronic equipment you have. I remember for a long time I did not have a TV in my bedroom and I regret putting one in there because I don't get the best possible night's sleep. I have Another a, thing is don't... Mm, go ahead. You know, um, you know, my girlfriend, she, she sleeps with the TV on. <laughs> That's a typical thing a lot of people do. You know. Because I, they I, need that I, sound. I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it either. That is, I, I, you know what it is? It's all in bright light. I can't see how people can deal because if, if, it, if it's a show on, I don't know. Let's say it's an action movie. You got bright lights going up to this explosion and shoot out. That's right. I can't deal with all that. I no, mean, I can't because I you know what? Subliminally, mm -hmm. that goes into your brain. You don't have to right. see it. But if it goes in your ear, it's like you're having a war in your head. Exactly. And you're trying to go to sleep, but you, you got you got war going on in your head. <laughs> and, and, I, exactly. and you know, I'm sorry. I mean, that's how I see it because I feel like like you know, she liked that murder TV. You know, mm. um, where you're watching the lovers and and and, and the, you know. And I said no. Why? I said I don't. I can't go to sleep to that. So I can't either. I, I remember, you know, I was with somebody. They were like that too. They had to have the TV going. 
No. I, I'll have the TV on for a little bit, but I put the timer on. Right. And the timer will turn the TV off. Because a lot of times, I think, I think I'm going to watch a show, and it winds up watching me. So I put the timer on so it will darken the room. Because that's a lot of another thing you do. You know, another thing you may be able to help to combat that is because a lot of times maybe it's the lights that she needs. You know, you can get certain. Remember back in the day <laughs> when they used to have that like psychedelic light or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's called around. Like maybe yeah. you can get one of them mood lights, you know, the one with the oh, gel yeah. or something. And what was that looking like a blob or something? I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was like With a things lava like lamp. candles. Yeah, like a right. Oh, that's lamp. what it is. I forgot the name. Right. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe she needs something like that. Certain lighting, you know, candles, you know, because they're a lot softer. But there's a lot of things that can help improve one's um, sleeping pattern. Right. So that, you know, that that's one thing with, with the sleep. That hopefully those things can help you. So. I think we covered a lot of ground tonight. Um, you know, uh, the main part about understanding what a caretaker is and what a taker is and what you can do to help yourself either with dealing with a caretaker or a taker or even dealing with the inner caretaker in you by helping yourself get any the necessary sleep and rest and self-preservation that you need. That's right. So, we're going to wrap this up, okay? But I am the professor, and I wanted to say thank you. You can reach me at the at the professor at Love, Sex, and Relationship. You can also re, um, reach me at talktothepofessor at gmail.com or on my website, www.prosablack.com. You can reach me on Facebook, the Professor, Instagram, P-O-B Professor, which stands for Pearls of Black Professor. I'm also on Tumblr. I'm also on, what else? Twitter. It's got about two, three accounts on here, but the main one is Pearls of Black right. and The Professor on Twitter. And like I said, I'm still adding new things. We're going to have some nice, new, exciting things going on. So I'm going to turn this over now to my co-host, which is Professor T. Love, so she can tell you how to reach her. Well, I, I just want to say thank you to all of you tuning in. I'm hoping that you've gathered some really great information about being a caretaker or if you're a taker. Um, I think it's very important that we look do self-examination always because when you do self-examination, that's when you, when you can improve yourself. We all can use some self-improvement, and I'm going to say a little amen and a hallelujah to that, you know, because that is truth. But this is the Professor T-Love, and, you know, you can catch me on right here on this network, A Bowl of Soul, a mixed of soul music radio network where you can hear love, sex, and relationships at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. And you can hear a repeat telecast of this podcast about being a caretaker or a taker again at 12 midnight on Thursday, June 14th. Wow, you know, time is going fast. You know, we're in midpoint what? of June. We're already halfway through the year. Halfway through oh, June. God. I'm telling you, it's scary. But <laughs> you can catch up with me, Professor T-Love, by also listening to A Bowl of Soul, a mix of soul music where you can get nonstop uninterrupted, less commercial, R&B, neo-soul, gospel, jazz, smooth jazz, you name it, here on the Bowl of Soul, 24 hours a day, 7 days of the week, 365 days of the year, right here on Live 365. You can also hear a Bowl of Soul, a mix of soul music on Fridays on www.prn.fm at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, and make sure... If you want to hit me up, it's at bowlersoul at, gmail, at gmail.com. You can follow me on my Facebook page, A Bowl of Soul, a mixed of soul music. I want to give a shout out to the listeners in California, in Los Angeles, in that area that's been listening Germany to too. Don't love, forget about Germany. sex, and relationships on A Bowl of Soul and listening to A Bowl of Soul. So I'm going to give y'all some hand claps. 
you understand. Give you all some hand, especially to the people in Germany as well. That stay tuned into this network. You can also follow me on Twitter at a bowl of soul as well. And make sure that if you are interested in sponsoring either love, sex, and relationships with the professor. You can email her at talktotheprofessor at gmail.com. And if you're interested in sponsoring a bowl of soul, a mixed of soul music, you can reach me at a bowl of soul at gmail.com. And make sure that you also engage in buying some of those nice, lovely toys that the professor has on Pearls of Black website, pearlsofblack.com, because I'm telling you, you can not only pleasure someone else, but you can pleasure yourself. And we're going to get some hand claps for that. Oh, yes. Definitely. I like that. So, Professor, we are going to say goodbye to everybody. And good night and until we meet again. And then you'll catch us again on Wednesday at 8 p.m. next week. And you can tune in to this podcast at midnight and at 12 noon and at 8 p.m. up until... Wednesday of next week so you have a great night and God bless God bless